When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to Trot's Life. We continue our look back at the year 2000, with this time with John Justice, the man of the moment in the year 2000. Firstly, John, uh, welcome and uh, thank you for coming on. I hope you're well. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me, Toby. It's, uh, it's always fantastic to relive uh, great memories. Yeah, look, I've been going through these uh, week after week and uh, I don't think anyone minds going back and looking at these uh, wonderful memories. But before we get to the year 2000, John, I don't think these things happen overnight. So... I just thought maybe you could touch on, you know, starting out in South Australia and then and then the move to Victoria as well. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you know, I was a young kid with a big ambition, big dreams, and uh, hmm. like most young people, um, just wanted to uh, make make a mark in the sport. And uh, started out with a small team. Started out with Mum because she she was working a, a trotter, and uh, he got going with her, and she taught me the basics and a bit more. And uh, then I just sort of looked for hung around with a few of the great trainers there and uh, slowly picked it up. And ambition-wise, when was, was there a particular race you really wanted to win? Was it an SA Cup or was it the Inter-Dominion? Or when you were young, was it just, as you said, you just wanted to make your way in the sport and where it ended up, it ended up? Well, I mean, I had two ambitions. I mean, I, I wanted to try and get to number one in, in Australia. Yep. And... Um, I did achieve that, so I was pretty proud of that. And then I did want to win the Inter Dominion, so I was lucky to achieve that. So basically, um, the, the sport's been very kind to me. I've, I've, I've had some good fortune on the way, and the right people have, have uh, crossed paths with me. And um, of course, uh, that's how I ended up with Shaker Maker. Before Shaker Maker, though, you had a little taste of the Inter Dominion in '93 and '94 with a, a really good trotter that a lot of people remember in Lennon. He ran third in '93 and sixth in '94. Was that a little taster as to what the Inter Dominion could be? Yeah, it was. It was with Lennon. But actually, go back a bit further, back to 89, 90, I had a horse called Tip Top Prince. Oh, yeah. He, he, was, a, he was a marvellous horse. He uh, he actually won the Italian Cup and um, he also won the uh, the Legends, well, I think the first Legends at Mooney Valley he won, uh, beating some really good horses. He was a very fast horse, but he was... Uh, Injury plagued. Um, he he competed in the Inter Dominion. I think the year that uh, um, was it Pro Pro Chevalier won nah. it in Mooney Valley. I think I, I got into the. I don't know if I made the final, but I was running in the Inter Dominion there. So it was back in eighty nine, ninety, I think. Uh, he was a very fast horse, and uh, for for just sheer speed, he probably was be the fastest horse I've ever set behind. Yeah, he was a very gifted individual, that horse. I remember him well, actually. he was His owner was a colourful gentleman as well, from memory too, going back. Now, 
you had this dream and, and you'd had a little taste of it a couple of times, as you've just mentioned. And then in, what, 1998, a little horse called Shaker Maker Deboos as a two-year-old. And he, he was a brilliant two- and three-year-old, really, wasn't he? Like, he wasn't just an open-age horse. And he, he won uh, his first race he, we won was at Maryborough at his second start. He won the Tatlow and APG. As a two-year-old, as a three-year-old, he won an APG. You took him over for a WA Derby, and he won the Vic Bread three-year-old. He was a pretty good juvenile, wasn't he, John? Well, he was just—he was just one of those horses that he—he um, he wasn't that flashy. Like you know, mm. he, he had a presence about him, but he wasn't a real flashy horse. He was just a, a big, big, big bay, and uh, you know, he just did what he had to do, and. Um, you know, I, I won some good races on him. I, I remember sitting on him one night and thinking he's, he's 15 metres off the lead in a four-year-old size final and um, Pastor Mustard was in front and looked like he was going to be pretty hard to catch. And basically, I just lifted the rein and shake had him in two strides and uh, it was quite remarkable, that win of his. And um, uh, it just shows you that the horse, even though he wasn't flashing, I, I just probably undersold him then by saying tip-top Prince of Fastballs of a Sapphire. <laughs> yeah. But Shaker could, um, could just gather him up so quick well he was known for that that sprint at the end i'm not sure if he was a sprinter or a stayer but i think the answer is probably more in between he could sprint in a staying trip if that makes sense yeah no he he he, he certainly wasn't uh wasn't one dimensional um mm. i mean when he when he uh, won the ballarat cup i think um he drew the back line and sociola led to the got to the lead and there was a fair bit of pace on early for Soki to get there and i realized that there was a small window of opportunity. If I took off now, I could probably get the front because they're all getting their second win. And basically, he got the front and it was all over and he turned it into a staying trip. That that Just going back to that WA derby, apart from obviously the good prize money and all that, was there some more thinking around it, whether to, you know, to give him a trip away to try and mature him or anything like that? Uh, I'd like to say there was, but no, not really. I mean, it was <laughs> just... Um, it just... It suited and uh, was in, you know, just suited in the calendar. And, um, you know, it, it, he hadn't had a lot of luck in the derbies because he kept knocking, running into courage under fire. So, yeah. probably in the Victoria Derby was one I would have loved to have won with him. But, um, you know, of course, the little horse called Courage was unbeatable at the time. He was unbeatable. He beat in the Derby in Victoria and, uh, and in, in the Australian Derby as well. He was some sort of a nemesis. And, Going into the Inter-Dominion series, he was sort of the red-hot favourite and the boom horse carriage under fire. But I note um, that year you were quoted as sort of saying you weren't sure whether you'd run him in the Inter-Dominion or not, as he was still only young in, in many regards at that time. And do you recall that, that decision being made late that that year in 1999, it would have been? Yeah, yeah, we, we did. We were... We gave it a fair bit of thought because of the fact that he was a four-year-old and, um, you know, it can be a bit uh, taxing on him. Um, probably the reason why we did run him in the end, it was in our back door. It was a home, home state and, um, you know, there was no travelling involved. And if anything went wrong, well, you know, we could always pull the pin pretty quick and not have to worry about travelling him home. So that was the reason why he ran. And um, certainly at time says now, it was, it was a great decision. You know, even though I, I look back and think Shaker probably could have won another two in the Dominions if he just had half an ounce of luck. So he probably could have won three in a row, but he didn't. Uh, he competed in four in the Dominion finals and, um, you know, just just lucky enough to win one and it just shows you how hard the race is to win. 100%. Do you think that year, it wasn't a traditional series in a sense? So 
the Hunter Cup was worth double points. The Victoria Cup was a part of the series, almost as heats worth double points. And then there was round of heats as well. So was that part of, he's a four-year-old, but we don't have to run him three times in a week? Was that part of the reason that probably made it even more attractive to throw him in the deep end? Most definitely, yeah. It certainly did. I mean, I think we actually missed the Hunter Cup. We didn't run in the Hunter Cup because for that reason we were able to and it was a two-mile race and that would have taken too much out of him probably. And, uh, um, you know, the format was fantastic. Suited the four-year-old for sure. And uh, he ran second in the Victoria Cup that year to Bruni Seller and then he, I think he won a heat of the Inner Dominion. So that basically got him well and truly in and he didn't have to run the three three runs in a week, which, you know, the traditional what the series is, which I think it's this year. So, um, you know, it, it uh, definitely had a lot to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> you go back to saying, yeah, you love to win. You'd love to have won an Inter-Dominion. Well, yeah, you bypassed the Hunter Cup and then the first round of heats, you won at $1.20 with Shaker Maker and Safe and Sound won a heat as well at $2.30. So that must have been some sort of feeling on a night to win to win two of the three heats of an Inter-Dominion series and have two absolute genuine chances going through the series who both then went on to make a final, some sort of achievement to have both Shaker and Safe and Sound in the grand final that year. Yeah, look, um, I was I was blessed to have two great horses at the, the one time. I mean, you know, um, Safe and Sound, he was, a, he was a great individual in his own right. I mean, he was never quite as as flashy and as fast as safe as shaker maker but uh, he was he was more a dow stayer he he lacked a lacked a little bit of a turn of foot but um he was a genuine horse as well a genuine open class which he he went on and proved that he won a victoria he didn't win a, he won a hunter cup and he won an adelaide cup and he won an australian pacing championship so he he was he was a marvelous horse as well and he's still going he's 30 years old uh, this year and he's he's living a life out of the book of my place now did the two of them almost push each other? Like, you, I assume you'd work them together, and were they sort of the making of each other, the two horses, in a sense? Well, they were. They At the time, yeah, they did. They pushed each other, but there was a rule that no one was allowed to win on the trainer track. Yeah, yeah. So they could push themselves to the limit, but not, not crush the other one, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So would you always drive Shaker in work at home or would you split between the two? And who was the lucky person that got to sit behind Shaker at home when you were on Safe and Sound? I had a, a guy at the time called Philip Harrison. He he was working for me and he, he's a good old rough nut. Of, uh, yeah. from Port Augusta in South Australia and he, he followed me over when I first moved over here. And uh, he uh, he used to be the second in charge on Shaker and um, he was a, he's a really good horseman. Yeah, they're the people that uh, make us stable, aren't they? Now, take us through the grand final. You drew gate six. Carriage Under Fire was the odds-on favourite. He drew gate two, but in the end, it was the gate that cost him. He he banged his head on the mobile carriage under fire and galloped out, which changed the whole complex of the race. And I assume your theory was you were going back at the start pretty much regardless, John? Yeah. Look, look, he drew, he drew what, six, I think, on the night, and yeah. there was so much speed inside of him. Would have been just suicidal to go forward. So, yeah, I, I had a plan to go back and just um, have a good look at them all. And um, I mean, the race didn't turn out to plan, as you said. I mean, Courage didn't didn't um, didn't go straight at the front. He, um, he he was a bit keen early on as the driver or the horse, but they just touched the gate and had to go back. And then they they made the mid race move, which was good because they were all spending a bit of uh, fuel mm. in the middle stages and we were running along a bit. 
and we were lucky enough to get a good card into it. Um, I think we were following um, at it again. I'm just not 100% sure. But, yeah, I think we had a really good card into it and, uh, yeah, had to come wide. But um, in his true um, shake of fashion, he just he rounded them up pretty quick, looked the winner and then had to hold off for any fella. Yeah, you, were, you went three wide at the 1,000 metre mark, three wide, three back you were, and you pulled out sort of five wide at the top of the straight and you did look the winner at that point. Did you... Was there a moment at the top of the straight where you thought, everything I've done in all my life, this could be the moment. This is my chance. Come on, boy, just get home from here. Well, I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. I, yeah. I probably celebrated, started celebrating halfway up the straight pretty well and then had a look and saw Brenny's coming and thought, oh, no, not again. <laughs> don't get too excited. Yeah, but uh, I don't think, no, I just think I was just joy. A lot of happiness was running through my veins when uh, halfway up the straight when we hit the lead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, so it was was a, a life changing moment. It certainly was. And you sell, did you celebrate pretty hard into the night, or uh, were celebrations uh, restricted to another time because you would have to get horses home and looked after and etc. But I'm sure you would have celebrated. Oh, yeah, we we celebrated all night. Um, yeah, I. I Funnily enough, I, I really enjoyed the night. We, we started off in the casino. We got the horses home, of course, and then everybody came back to the casino. And uh, I think we actually didn't get to bed till 8 o'clock the next morning. But I, We finished up in uh, St Kilda with just a small group of us and um, in, in Fitzroy Street uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning reading the Herald, Morning Herald Sun. I think Shaker was on the back page. So, yeah, so we were still going. Didn't I actually made the choice of not actually over over celebrating, so I didn't drink a lot. I had a couple of beers, but overall I stayed pretty um, much in control and just enjoyed the moment. Yeah, hundred percent. Must have been some sort of feeling to pick the paper up and see your horse on the back page. That is special, isn't it, of the Herald Sun? Yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah. Two two thousand and two, you touched on. He won three heats that year. And just ran second in the final to uh, Smooth Satin. Do you still feel like the one that got away, or is that not how you look back on it? Because so much luck's involved, and I suppose you had your luck in in two thousand. Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, I definitely got to look back at Sydney and and think he was undefeated in all his heats and looked looked the winner. And yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. He went good in the final, but uh, not quite. Um, Probably, you know, the other horse was just too good on the night for him. I mean, Brian Gastro in that final, and uh, he just said to me at the top, said, uh, the other one was just younger and stronger. So, um, you know, whether that's the case or not, I was just thought Shaker might have been off, off a slight, slightly or, or whatever, but, you know, um, he had his chance. I found in an article too, John, that uh, a punter in the December of 99... Uh, bet to win $200,000 on Shaker Maker. At, he was about 12 to 1 at that time. Uh, do you know who that punter is? I don't expect you to name them, but did, did you ever hear from them? Because they would have been pretty happy with you, I reckon, when they won two hundred grand. <laughs> no, no. He, he never got a Christmas card or a um, <laughs> thank you card or anything. Um, I've got a feeling I might, I might have an idea who it was, but, um, you know, oh, good luck to him. Yeah, hundred percent. Was was there a lot of pressure going through the series? Did you feel a bit of pressure with two runners in a final? I know he was six dollars in the final, and I suppose the pressure was probably more on Courage Under Fire, which would have come taken a bit of pressure off your shoulders, I suppose. 
yeah, look, it was. I mean, you feel the pressure of training those sort of horses, I've got yeah. to say. So you don't look at the individual races, but it's just keeping them fit, keeping the athletes fit and wealthy, healthy, I mean. Because, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot can go wrong with a horse, and when they're so good, you just feel it even more. As one last uh, question I've got for you in the training stakes, there's a young driver named Eva Justice who's just hit the scene, and it feels like uh, you're training a champion up again once more, John. She, 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 I spoke to you the other night at Ballarat. Gee, she's just driving absolutely beautifully. She she is. I mean, you know, don't want to get ahead of yourself, but she, she sits well, she handles them well, she's in control, and, uh, yeah, look, she's got good judgment. Um, You've just got to learn a few things, and but yeah, you know, she's heading in the right direction. I'm very proud of her, and uh, um, as long as she keeps listening, she'll uh, just keep improving. All right, mate, I'll let you go uh, play your round of golf that uh, you're up to today. Thanks so much for coming on, and we love reliving these memories of some champions and days gone by. And it was the world's richest race at the time, and uh, he was basically the world's best pacer, at least for a day or two. Anyway, uh, we took it from America, uh, from an American horse, I'm sure. And back page of the Herald Sun, it, it was some sort of a race worth a million dollars in 2000. And thanks so much for your time, John, and reliving some memories of the great Shaker Maker. Thanks, Toby. Appreciate it.